That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. But the crow forgot one thing is monsters, John. Monsters from the it. There you go again, always blaming me for everything. Oh, switch off! It's a trap! This looks extraordinarily bad. Commencing countdown. T minus five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Skiffy and Fanny Show, episode 4.6. Planning to kidnap a certain Scotsman, strap him to a chair, and force him to watch torture cinema films over and over again a la Cockroach Orange. I'm Sean. And I'm Jen. And today is our torture cinema segment. Yes. Which Ewan Irving helped to select. Stage a coup. Swear. <laughs> I don't. I, I like you know our our listeners to participate in our polls. Um, I hate you all for voting for this film. I mean, I knew we were eventually going to have to watch it. I didn't realize how really awful it would be. Oh, no. I knew it was bad. The second that it was, like, the sequel to Another... H.G. Wells, <laughs> there's nothing good about that sentence. The sequel to H.G. Wells is classic. <laughs> you can't... Nothing you could do could make that good. <laughs> no. And it's oh. actually not even the sequel to the classic. It's the sequel to the movie that's named after the classic, but actually has no real relation to the classic. It's there totally were- meta. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And I think they were both direct to DVD, which makes it even better. Oh, for all the... Uh-huh. But the first one had Jake Busey in it, so it must have been better. No. <laughs> no. Okay, so anyway, torture cinema is with this, so we're going to do the thing. Yes. What is it about? Tell us. Okay, so I was really tempted when I did this episode because I hated this movie so much that I wanted to do the whole, like, episode doing an act, like a, a, an impression of an actor. And I was thinking of doing Keanu Reeves, but then I realized I couldn't keep that up for 30 minutes, so. That would be really hard to be that dumb for 30 minutes. And not to mention that it would copy from another show that does bad movies and books, so I'm not going to do that. But it's very tempting to be like, whoa, this movie's bad, whoa, you know, but I won't. That's enough of that. So, War of the Worlds 2, the next wave, because the title's not long enough as it is with the two on it, uh, is about a bunch of really dumbass people who somehow survived the first time the aliens showed up and, of course, died the way they're supposed to, which is that they sucked up all our blood and got infected because they're also dumb. So they're coming back and somehow have been working on a way to fight off infections. I'm not really sure. That's not really clear. And there's a bunch of ragtag people who are, like, living. And there's, like, two groups. There's the group that get attacked who are living on a weird ship that's on Mars that looks like Earth inside. And then there are the people that are actually on Earth who 
uh, have been trying to rebuild an army to fight the aliens when they came back. And there are a bunch of really dumb people left over, and apparently people at NASA who survive are dumb blondes who just really don't know anything. And there's, it's just dumb. It's the, nothing about this movie makes sense, okay? There's some weird thing about how they stab each other with needles full of their blood, and that, like, fights the aliens. And which doesn't make any sense, of course, because, but whatever. It's just dumb. It's a dumb movie. There's, like, weird time travel crap and, like, dumb people in airplanes that... Mm, can we just move on, please? I just... Yes. I hate this yes. thing. We can, <laughs> because... Yeah. Hate it. Hate. All right, so are we going to start with dislikes, then? No, I want to end on a dislike. Do we want to just get rid of our likes first? Let's just do all five likes real quick. No, because some dislikes. of my likes are funny. Oh, okay, fine. So we got to go back and forth. I want to go. Right. So first like. You're first. Go. I love that the scientists, when the jet people disappear, get drunk on a bottle <laughs> of random liquor. Yes. First, I like that they get drunk. That was hilarious. Second, I like, I like, like how they're like, like, that's their the thing they say. Like, well, that didn't work. Let's get <laughs> drunk. <laughs> You want to get drunk? Yes, of course I do. That makes perfect sense. And I loved, actually, the guy doesn't even respond. The chick says, "Let's get." do you want to get drunk? And the guy just looks at her for about a minute. A solid minute of camera time of her, him staring at her, apparently trying to decide whether or not to get drunk. But then they obviously do get drunk, and it literally is a bottle of, like, completely brand-name liquor. Like... I don't know, Sky Vodka or something, totally. Because three years after the initial invasion, there's totally going to be brand name liquor left over. Yeah, not like Moonshine. No. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Oh. Okay, well, my first like is actually something that's semi-legitimate. Because I realized that part of this film may have been filmed in El Dorado Hills, where I spent my youth. And uh, I noticed some of the roads, and I was like, that's that's nice. They decided to film the driving scenes on roads that I used to drive on. That's not even a legitimate like. That's I, just what I said it's semi. A movie that's supposed to take place on the East Coast was obviously filmed in California, yet again. Go well, on. can we just get one thing out of the way? I have a whole like about how badly this movie tries not to have anything that it says is true be actually true. But we'll, we'll save that. Oh, oh okay. That, yeah, because I got, like, a list. <laughs> okay. All right, so, your first dislike now. Um, I really had an issue very quickly with the sound effects. Um, or the sure. soundtrack in, in, in general. Well, uh, th no, I actually, I was okay with the score, even if it was very repetitive. Well, it wasn't but, just repetitive. It like it was at times so loud you couldn't hear the dialogue. <laughs> uh, yes, occasionally the, the sound editing was thing. really horrible. But the sound effects themselves were like so, the cheapest sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> pew pew pew. Okay, so when like the the walkers are walking through the forest and crunching on the the wood like you know cuz it's a forest and they're crunching through the underbrush or whatever it literally sounded like somebody was biting into a carrot and i'm pretty sure that's what they went with and then they had like these squishing sounds that sounded exactly like someone just shoving their hand in a bowl of jello 
and you can just imagine a guy in a room like so we need some special effects but we can't pay more than five dollars for it five dollars <laughs> oh dude i could totally do that and then yeah the the, the lasers and there was something about, like, the actual walker sounds. You know, these are supposed to be, like, biomechanical creatures, and they sounded, like, straight out of... They, they It really sounded like they stole um, ADAT, A-T-A-T, sound effects. Oh, yeah, it did. Like, the... <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, it was so dumb. horrible. And it was... It was really just that it happened consistently. I mean, you had to keep listening to these sounds over and over again. Yeah. And after about two minutes of the stuff, I was just so sick of the the carrot crunching and the, <laughs> the jello, jello squishing and the ATAT that I was like, please, somebody shoot me now. Okay, okay. Well, my first dislike, uh, the first 15 minutes of this movie are info dumping. Yes. Which is clearly placed there to make us think that maybe, just maybe, this movie will actually make some frickin' sense. Sadly, that turns out to be not true, and it's just 15 minutes of them explaining science that the actors clearly don't understand, <laughs> and just saying no. really big words. Yes. And I just, I, I was wondering when it was going to stop. Because there were just, a lot of info dumps in this film. And it was just nonstop. It's this whole scene where they're just explaining everything they've learned yes. in like the three days since the aliens left. Well, three years since they left. Whatever. It felt like three, three days, days since the, the new attack or the new was supposedly their back. Yeah, I don't. It's what amazing. Else? I know that much about the movie. You want to know why? Because I only watched half of it the first day and then I had to rewatch it the second day. <laughs> You're a dumbass. I know exactly. It was, oh. it, was really, it was really terrible. Okay, but yeah, but... and then the later info dump, you know, with the guy, oh. the the guy who's dying of the super flu that yes. he's managed to make because he was experimenting with other people's blood. Uh, whatever. I, I that, I, that's yeah, one I of my dislikes. So. Yeah. Anyway, you understand half of what he was saying. All right, <laughs> our next. Like sure. okay, I'll just go with mine. Uh, screaming people. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> there were some great screamers. Uh, just just um, keep going. <laughs> my uh, next like, I'm gonna say the fact that kid from Kid and Play was in this film, and Don't even you're know too what much that is to understand who kid from Kid and Play is. But I remember some great 80s films back in the day. Kid, it, I, I know maybe none of you know who I'm talking about. But Kid from Kid and Play was the guy with the super tall flat top. They were like a rap duo that were in films. Was he the guy with the really big eyes? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not going to say anymore. The second I saw him, I was like, no, that, that can't be him because... I mean, I know he was in bad films back in the day, but I mean, this is this is really. <laughs> it's a it's an extra low. <laughs> but it was just so much fun to watch him be like, "Oh my god, this takes me back." Okay, so, yeah, I I enjoyed his presence in the film, All even right. though I hated everything else about it. Okay, so my second dislike is, uh, actually, I'm just gonna relate it to the one you came up with. Because I didn't know who he was, but the creepy-eyes, dope, gangsta noodle dude, as I've <laughs> described him, his eyes were so wide, no man should have eyes that wide open. 
ever. Seriously, I think he should have surgery so that I can look at least semi-normal again. Because right now, he's like a really creepy version of Sinbad. Y- yes. And, uh, you know, it was it was more that he was playing, like, an identical role to um, the Dynamite guy from the Guyver movie. You know? Oh, and, yes. And it, Done. I, I'm Done. so <laughs> sick of that we need a cliche sort of gangster rap kind of guy and he that's what he was talking like and it was it's so sad when actors allow themselves to be put into those roles because they're desperate for a job not to mention it was so unbelievable in the context he's supposed to be like a lieutenant in the military and he's like oh dude let's like retreat what yeah and i'm like no i i'm pretty sure you wouldn't sound like that and i I think he was actually just enlisted but um what uh, whatever the, are you really trying to like argue? No, with I'm not. Stuff. Okay, I'm done. I'm Just done. Okay. <laughs> Your second dislike. Sorry, my second dislike um, is the utterly ridiculous pseudo matrix concept of the alternate Earth setup on Mars. Yeah, it wasn't even a really good Matrix concept. It wasn't, like, like quite City. Matrix. I mean, it's not like they're being, you know, somehow kept happy or whatever. And, and this, it's, but he called... I, don't, I didn't even get it. He called it a Petri dish. And I was like, well, a Petri dish for what? I mean, what exactly would be their purpose for setting up an alternate Earth? There's These no the, freaking reason for it. Th- Literally, whole- if you escape from the mothership where you're getting your blood sucked, then you just escape. And you die because you're on freaking Mars. That's what Martians should be doing to you people. So why would they set up this other city thing? That <clears throat> well, I know why. They never explain why there's air. No, no, they do. They explain because they're doing experiments to try to be make Im- an immunity to the blood, the infections in our blood, to make a purification process for the blood. But because I don't want to make this thing seem any if somehow interesting or somehow that there is a logic to this. I just want to point out that the aliens are the dumbest aliens ever. ever. They bring the infected stock to their home planet, yes. to the mothership, put it inside the mothership without it actually being clean yet. Yes. So it, they deserve to die. They probably <laughs> No wonder their planet's effed up and they got nothing left. They're idiots. These are the dumbest imperialist aliens in the history of imperialist aliens. Uh, yes, I'll mention one of the other major stupidities in, in just a short while. It's actually okay. one of my likes, but... Well, let's go with uh, your third like, then. Okay, my third like. Well, this is the one. Okay, I happen to really uh, enjoy the fighting scenes, the, the jet fights. <laughs> no! <laughs> okay, no. they were hilarious if you take out the guy talking anyway like take like remove the guys talking just the really crappy but hilarious uh computer generation of these you know super jets that the humans somehow have stolen i i don't know i'm not gonna even explain it okay but they're like flying through and and fighting each other and it was kind of funny but more importantly it was like yeah humanity is so much more awesome than these martians because they're throwing like 20 million Martian ships at us, and we only have like 20. 
No, there's like a hundred. Still but... survive. Oh. Mm. Because the Martians can't hit. <laughs> I got that's part of one of my likes. It that part that last bit, which I guess I'll just go into, which is. I can't hit anything. The yeah. fact that the writers for this didn't bother trying to be accurate in anything that's actually said in in the the, the movie. So for example, um. Well, I mean, they don't get a science right. So, like, spaceships make noise in space for okay. reasons that don't make sense. Um, but related to that, the planes, the people in the planes say that they are, the people who have the planes say that they are F-22s, but they're not actually F-22s. No, they're nothing even <laughs> slightly resembling F-22s. No. no, they're not even close. The guy's like, those look like F-22s. And he's like, nope. well, no, we've no, modified they, them. Yeah. And I'm like, but then they wouldn't look like F-22s. <laughs> Really like, not F-22s. Okay, and then related to yours, the pilots scream about needing to open, you know, like needing to be able to open fire, but yet there's no indication at all that any of them are actually dying, even though the, like, leader says, my men are dying, but we don't see any planes actually blow up. No, well, <laughs> and that's why I said the aliens can't hit anything. There's literally thousands of them. Just flying by, flying but they're not even the chasing air. them. They're flying I past them. I think they don't have any weapons, and they just... I think they're, the sole purpose of those things is to, like, crash into the, the ships. I think that's the only way they can actually attack them. Oh, it's ridiculous. Oh, and it was it's absurd. Totally absurd, but it was so hilarious that okay. that's the only parts that I found myself giggling about. I got more. Oh, you do? Go. The point at which I started laughing at the movie was when the planes magically multiplied. Like, they, would like, had sex in space and, like, pooped out more planes. Yes. Because... On Earth, we know that there's like there are like eight, maybe ten of these. And then suddenly, when we're in space with the planes that have come through the the atmosphere, there are like a hundred of them. And it's oh, like, where did the they come from? Our planes? Yeah, of our planes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just started laughing because it's like, how do I? Just you're not even trying anymore. And there's worse stuff like um, the main guy, the the guy with the creepy eyes, says post traumatic syndrome like a dozen times, and I'm like. I'm pretty sure everybody knows this post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, and, of course, the movie has a complete disregard for basic medical science. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the planes are magically built with enough room for four. Or these, more. These are jet planes, by the way. They're, they're fighter jets. They're not, like, <laughs> bombers. You know? Yeah, except that you, if you look at them in space as opposed to when they're on the ground, you know, like, on the ground, they almost look like F-22s. I'll give them that. But once they're, like, start flying and you see the top surface, they have, like, this weird bubbly, you know, like, structure. So their outside, when they're seen in space, almost match up with their inside, at least. Not quite, but close enough that I was willing to let it slide. Whatever. However, totally not F-22s, so. No. Anyway, so moving on to your uh, next dislike, then. Third. The set. Which one? All of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Except maybe the house. That was fine. Who cares? You know, but. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's for bad. So let's, go, let's go through the set pieces. We have the city. Which is like some random abandoned part of LA, which, you know. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. they've, they've emptied a section of industrial LA for, for this film. And. I don't know. It, it was just pretty atrocious looking with I, I, 
seriously, I don't know why it looked as bad as it did, because in other films, they're somehow managed to make random abandoned sections of L.A. look decent, but in this one, they couldn't. Then you have the interior of the Martian ship. Yep. Which is... Which I'm pretty sure is constructed of plastic and, like... With paint on it. paper or something, you know, <laughs> like... the, the Yeah. It's really cheap. <clears throat> it's... So cheap. And then maybe some, like, you know, gel stuff occasionally. It was yeah. so difficult to look at for any stretch of time. <laughs> My favorite part is when he opens the door and he looks down into the mothership. And it's, like, so obviously, it looks like a, a really badly done haunted house set. Yeah, it is. It's That's essentially what they've constructed here. Yeah, it was pretty dumb. And I just, you know, you have to stare at it for two hours. Well, not two hours exactly. Thank goodness for that. It was only like an hour and 20 minutes or something. But still, a very painful hour and 20 minutes because you have to keep looking at this really, 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 really awful set. I have not seen this bad of a set. The Giver had a better set. They did. They had some pretty cool sets in the Giver. Exactly. Like they had like cool sewer scenes and yeah. Can can we move on now? Yes, we can. (laughs) Okay, my third dislike is actually Victoria's accent. The Victoria, by the way, is the blonde NASA former employee who suddenly how becomes the super scientist at the the base. Um, yeah, I think she was actually just a janitor at NASA, and then because <laughs> she's not very good. But like her accent drove me nuts because she sounded like a semi-retarded retarded Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. Like, this just really annoying 1930s, like, movie actress. Like, and I I can't even mimic it. It just, every time she talked, it was, like, grating on my ears. You know what it was? Well, she had a very thick southern, I think, Texan accent, something like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Texas. Very thick southern accent. Paired with the fact that the sound editing in this was so bad that I'm pretty sure that they dubbed all of their lines instead of or at least all of her lines and I wouldn't be surprised if it's because her accent's so thick so they didn't understand it the first time they got the recording so So they they had to have her go back into the studio and like re-record all of her lines and then dub them over probably oh her accent was just so bad so the sound I mean it's really just the, the grading part was that her sound was more amped up than anybody else's in the scene Although I'm actually pretty sure they dubbed everybody's lines. And but there's a good there's a like a silver lining here. Hmm. Just that washed up porn actresses can apparently still get real work in quotes, real work. Real yeah. work. You're yeah. such a dick. I am. I'm sorry. Everything about her, her character, the way she talked, I just wanted to shoot myself. I really did too. All right. Let's, let's see what's Fourth next. like. Fourth like. Okay, I actually kind of really enjoyed the cliche military speech because, um, okay, so set it up, the they're in space and they're, or they're in the air and they're about to attack, the jet fighters are about to attack, you know, the aliens. And so the captain guy has to give this rousing morale boosting speech. And it, the speech itself, you know, it's set up as, like you said earlier, a very Independence Day, rouse the troops, you know, Patton style. 
And then he strings together, I'm pretty sure, every cliche from every military speech ever given in history. So it was, like, totally disjointed. It would be like, you know, fortune favors the bold. Once more into the rift, my friends. (laughs) (laughs) It was bad. And it was totally nonsensical. It's just like him. Part of the speech is him just going... Yeah, we're so we're gonna go blow up this thing, and he does it in a southern accent, kind of like the guy from um, uh, Tropic Thunder. Wasn't even that thick of a southern accent. No, but he kind of sounds, you know, he's like, "We're gonna go blow it up, and we gotta like fly the planes and go blow it up." So let's go do it. <laughs> Fortune favors bold. Once more into the like, what? Wait a minute. And then the, he has like three or four others that I, uh, yeah, hilarious. Uh-huh. I was like. Who wrote this speech? I mean, yes, they're obviously geniuses and should be writing for the president. <laughs> it would have been interesting if, like, they had set it up that his character was interested in those speeches and was trying to come up with a good was speech. Was trying to come up <laughs> And just came up with something that was really cliche. Because then it would be like, but there's some kind of brilliance there. Right. In this sort of patheticness. But no, it's just like, I'm trying to be cool and, like, rally the troops. But I really suck at it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, my fourth like actually is related to this fellow, which I have described as Wild Bill the pedophile. (laughs) Did you remember this scene? They're in the little plane, and he has the little boy sit on his lap, and he's like, come here, Alex. And then he says, I kid you not, he says this, I got something for you. (laughs) Did you not see this? I I think I... um... Skipped oh. over that part somehow. Oh, it was so wrong. The whole scene is like him looking at the boy longingly as he's getting in his lap. <laughs> That's disgusting. It's... I'm really glad I didn't notice that. And this is how I know that the, the southern accent test works. That oh, especially is... he's got the, the mustache too. So he's yeah. got like the, the, the pedophile stash. And... That's why I call him Wild Bill. Now, now, hold on. This is how the southern accent test works. If you say something to someone and then you say it in a southern accent and it sounds really, really creepy, then you probably shouldn't say that to somebody. And this is one of those times when you never say, I got something for you, because you can't say that ever in a southern accent without that sounding somewhat kind of like a pedophilia. You are absolutely right. See, let me try it, Jen. I got something for you. That's disgusting. (laughs) I feel dirty now. Okay, go on. No, for, where are we? Dislikes. <laughs> okay. Uh. Uh, my fourth dislike. Um, God, you know, it's really just that so many things are totally absurd about this film. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to go with the one that really... Okay, a couple things. It was mostly just the kid. The whole kid line, you know, okay, so the kid gets taken up and then he spends the rest of the movie trying to get his kid. But let's just ignore the fact that the kid, the only reason he gets taken up in the first place is because he's completely freaking stupid. Dumbest child ever. And he's not like a really tiny kid. He's like 10. Right, exactly. And you'd think he's been living under these conditions for like three years. You know, I think that's the timeline. Uh, And for some reason, so he hears his dad coming back home. He's like in this, you know, uh, bomb shelter type place. And so he's safe. He hears his dad coming, he thinks. So he decides, 
I mean, seriously, if you hear someone coming and you're in a bomb shelter, do you just automatically start going, Dad, Dad, I'm right here. Come and get me. No, you don't. Because you're a 10-year-old kid, and if it's not your dad, you're dead. Not Yeah, they set this all up like where he keeps doing things that he should know better to do, and his he dad's like, gotta stop, you can't exactly. do that. So, and then later, though, the fact that, okay, A, he's not dead, which I really wish. The kid deserved to die right then and there, personally. But then the absolute absurdity of the fact that the dad finds him on this ship, that they can even find each other on, on this mothership where they're all getting held and everything. For some reason, when there's supposed to be, like, literally thousands of people, presumably, on the ship getting their blood sucked out of them, they're still able to find the main characters. <laughs> right. Not to mention they managed to find the brain of the ship, which is not in any way protected. Of course not. Why would it be? <laughs> which goes back to why the aliens are the dumbest aliens ever. In fact, there are no aliens in it. It's all giant ships. Yeah, well, because they're biomechanical. Um, it's just so... Apparently, uh, the aliens designed themselves to be really stupid. Okay. Yeah, no, you're right. That I mean, that whole bit... Was... I, I'm sure I could find point out a, a bazillion other absurdities. You know, the whole time warp thing. Um, or the fact that, like, he suddenly comes to the conclusion that somehow the aliens aren't vaporizing them. They're, like, taking them inside the ship. And then that's at the moment where his car magically starts, even though it's out of gas. Yes. Which, by the way, moments before, he bartered with a bunch of hillbillies who I was sure... Oh, you're ruining one of my likes! (laughs) (laughs) I'll shut up. Okay. Your next dislike. Um, I'm gonna save the the one that I... I, I'll save my lot, the other one. Um, so, uh, the fact that the end of this movie is like a giant kick in the balls, because they've spent the whole movie info-dumping everything, right? Everything is explained for us. And granted, it doesn't make any sense, but it's they try to explain it, right? But the yeah. one time when they have a scene that makes no sense because we need the explanation, they don't explain it. So this is the ending, which is that Wild Bill the pedophile, right, has this touching moment with the little boy in a pedophilia moment um, where the little boy is really sad because he misses his dad. And we're led to assume the dad has died because he got infected with the super flu, right? So, you know, he has this whole moment. He's like, really sad. I miss my dad. And, like, Buffalo Bill comes over. Wild Bill, excuse me. Uh, comes over and he's all, oh, you know, I know you miss. But, like, we're real proud because you held up real well. And he's like, he's not really holding up well. But anyway. And then suddenly Boys the dad's like there. us have to become men really quickly. Carlos. Yeah. Oh, my God. You totally. Uh. I'm telling you every line. You can't say that line either without it sounding creepy. <laughs> the Southern Test wins out. Right. Okay, anyway, so after this, right after this, what happens? The father is standing there. And what we are led to assume is that he's been in hospital the whole time. And I'm like, so let me get this straight. The boy, his father is in the hospital this whole time, and you're playing with our heartstrings and making us think he's dead, but the boy knows he's not dead. <clears throat> or we're led to assume he's not dead, that he knows he's not dead anyway. So if he knows... Why is he, like, all freaked out? Like, you would know if your dad was dead. You could be worried, but, like, uh, it's just the whole thing at the end was, like, 
like there's no explanation for where he's been the last three months. Like no flu, no flu in existence lasts for three months. It wasn't the flu. It was something else. <laughs> it was a super flu. That's what it was. It was like a super flu oh, thing. Right. Anyway, just the whole ending was just dumb. I just thought like they were playing with your heart, but then it was like, but it didn't make any sense. Nothing about this movie made sense. Yeah, that wasn't very funny. So let's move on. All right. <laughs> your last last, dislike, like. Or last like. My last like was the hillbilly scene. <laughs> okay, so, so perfect for a post-apocalyptic show. Right? You have to have a couple of hillbillies, you know, a la Deliverance. Just although they didn't take it far enough. I thought they opinion. were going to. I thought so did I. You know, and it would have been hilarious. So the dad. Of course, drives a brand new like Ford F one fifty with like a huge V eight <laughs> engine. Not you know maybe like a more reasonable vehicle that gets better no, gas mileage. Of course not. That wouldn't make any sense. And he leaves a, a base where people are, and presumably there's a lot of gas, and they like him. He leaves it with no gas. So yeah. Yeah. he, <laughs> you know, stops on the side of a, a random mountain highway, and and uh. Luckily, only like um, 100 yards down the road, there's a gas station run by a couple of hillbillies, one of which just giggles <laughs> yes. hilariously. The other one is like this fat, you know, belly hanging out, shotgun wielding sort of, that's going to cost you sort of guy. And, mm. you know, mm. they barter. There's a southern test again. Southern test. Exactly. That's going to cost you. <laughs> So you totally assume that something much more nefarious is going to happen. <laughs> but no, that he all he has, too, which is great. You're driving around a Ford F-150, um, and you need gas. So the only thing you've been carrying around are some food tickets um, to trade. Yep. All I'm saying is he really deserved to only get the four gallons. No, I don't think he deserved to get any of them. Well, yeah, probably not. He no. deserved to get shafted. I also I feel kind of gypped in this because with all of the hints of pedophilia and homoerotic butt rape in this movie, <laughs> there wasn't enough. There was. It's never fulfilled. I feel like no. the pedophiles and you know angry hillbilly butt rapists like really get get shortened out on this. I think that's probably a good thing. Just saying, but I think that would have made the movie better. <laughs> I think if they had just done a riff on Deliverance with aliens, yes, it probably would have been better. <laughs> with the aliens are like playing banjo. <laughs> <laughs> and, and okay, let's just up. stop here. Stop. Why? <sighs> oh, disgusting. All right, what's it'd your be last like? It'd be like a hentai movie. <laughs> what's your last like? <laughs> okay, so I watched this on Mega Video, right? Right. Um. And so I like the fact that Mega Video's like 72 minute limit pinged me in the middle of the movie and that I actually felt relieved <laughs> that I couldn't watch anymore for 15 minutes, um, which was actually followed very quickly by a like raging desire to basically drink myself into an alcoholic stupor, which I'm not a drinker and I don't like alcohol, but this movie made me wish I was an alcoholic. Oh, right. It is and that there, bad. I, like, I liked the amount of alcohol that was actually in this movie too. That was that was amusing. Yeah. So yeah, that's my last like. It's just like you're in the middle of the movie and you're in the middle of a scene and then it goes 
Can't that watch wasn't it. even the middle of the movie. The worst part of that was is knowing that there was only like 72 minutes of streaming time is most of the film. Yeah, so this, then it's like the last 20 There's only like 15 minutes left of the film, which in a way was really cruel. I'm going to go with – this was totally a dislike. I was like, you bastards! Let me just be over with. Uh, yeah, it was bad. Okay. Oh. Sorry, let's get our last dislikes. Now, is yours really funny? I don't know. Okay, well, go with yours. What is your last dislike? My last dislike is that they set this up for a third film. Oh, I know. At the end, they're all dancing, and then the radio goes blah, 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 with the like, cheap alien radio sound effect because aliens would totally use radio. Of course. What this means is that um, in a couple years, if we're still doing this podcast... We'll be watching that. <laughs> uh, Ewan is going to be like, I have another one for you guys. <laughs> and I will we're kill him. have to watch will... number three. No, I will and kill him. It might actually drive us to suicide. No. So that's my biggest oh. absolute dislike of this film. Okay. That they Can might I just make another one. Add to this to more of the stupidity of the writers. Yes. The issue with the radio thing this is an alien species who can jump through time and space using, like, quantum mechanics super tunnels or something, and yet, for some reason, still needs to use radio waves for communication. Maybe they're like the aliens on Falling Skies, and that's how they communicate with each other. With radio? What? Oh, whatever. Did you miss that? On I saw TV? it. I if stopped watching. Happened? I thought that was dumb. <laughs> it was kind of dumb, but... Maybe that's also because the humans are too stupid. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Well, my right, your final dislike. My last dislike is that every single person in this movie is a freaking medical expert. Case Fair. in point, even the guy who doesn't do needles—this being the guy with the white eyes, right—manages yeah. to draw blood from the main character on the first freaking try. This is a guy that doesn't do needles. Now, let me – I've never been to medical school, but I've known people who go. Nobody does it right on the first try. You have to learn, yeah. and then they practice on each other. Yes. Okay? Not to mention they're in, like, a tight situation, so it's, like, double. Like, do they not understand, like, that, that needle – like, drawing blood with needles is not – it's not, like – it's not like, you know, spelling happy on with a pencil on a piece of paper. It's – a very complicated process, and yet everybody draws blood in this movie as though it's normal. And then, of course, and then of course, the main character injects himself in the blood, but he doesn't inject it into his veins. He just stabs himself in the leg and sprays it through his leg. And it's just like, where? At what point did this movie think it was going to actually deal with medical technology in any realistic sense? Never, because that would have been. Um, something a good movie would have done. Oh, okay. So that's the explanation. All right. I think they were actually setting out to make a bad movie. Well, that totally changes my perspective, but I like to just pretend that they meant this. I'm just kidding. No, I don't, I don't think they had any idea. I think they're just really that dumb. I think, to me, the most disappointing part, really, is that C. Thomas Howell has become such a freaking joke. Who? The main guy. What is he from? A million things. Outsiders, Red Dawn, uh, 
um, a bunch of other random stuff back in the 80s. Um, he was an E.T., actually, too. Um, and, yeah, just random stuff. Who was in E.T.? He was one of the friends. Or the brother? Not the brother. One of the no, friends. He wasn't the brother. No. But, yeah, I mean... He, like in the and in the outside in the outsiders he was the main character if I remember correctly he's pony boy and did a great job you know and but he became a complete joke pretty much directly after that and he's been kind of a joke since then apparently uh, yeah he's pretty bad in this anyway so we should probably give our grade yes so uh, I'm giving it a solid F minus because. Quite honestly, this does not deserve to be a torture cinema movie. This is the kind of movie that I would have rather... I would I would actually rather commit suicide than watching this again. I think... I, I mean, I know that... I'm probably saying that somewhat, like, facetiously, but this movie's really bad. It's just... This movie hurts. Like, if you watch it and, like, you're in an alcoholic stupor, I think maybe you could make it through without your head hurting, but I couldn't make it through this movie without... Like, I had to laugh. I had to find things to laugh at to make it through. Um, I barely even watched this film, to be honest. Um, I am going to have to give it an F minus as well because it was, it wasn't even bad enough. It was, it was just, it was, it was horrible in pretty much every way, shape Mm -hmm. and form. There was no redeeming quality about this film at all. No, no. Even our lights aren't really lights. (laughs) At least the Giver amused me. In some ways, even if it like literally be knocked me unconscious, um, this one couldn't even do that because there was. No- <laughs> I didn't even care when I got to the end of the movie. I was like, I just hope they all die. I, I just I, I I was I actually I had it on in the background and I would sit there and do other stuff because it couldn't even hold my attention. I, I was, was like, feeding my lizard. I'd like look hands. over at it and be like, oh, yep, it's still on. Somebody shoot me now, and then I would do something else. And I would look back at it and be like, oh, yep, it's still going and I'm still listening to it and it still doesn't make any sense and there still hasn't been a second of good acting. And yeah, totally F minus. <sighs> okay. Nine total of F minus. You know what I feel like we should do for a future episode? Hmm. Should bring Jason Sanford on. Take, take it so it's not five by fives. Make it like three by three. So that we can and do it reasonably, and then just just like a special us. episode, and and bring like someone like Jason Sanford in because he likes movies. Yes. And then share the torture. I I think torture needs to be spread like love. I do. Oh yay for your stupid phone. Sorry, ignore my phone. Okay, you make it it's shut up. It's just my husband. Who cares oh. about? It? So. Yes. That was our torture cinema for the week. Uh, Ewan needs to die a horrible, painful uh, death. We'll put links to all of his stuff so you can go yell at him. Yes. Um, don't ever, ever, ever watch this film. Ever. Yeah, don't. Trust me. Don't. We're, we're cautioning you. Go away, husband. Did you not realize you're recording? Probably not. Anyway, so yeah, never watch the movie. And that's all. Okay. Well, if you would like to suggest a movie or for whatever reason, tell us what you thought of the movie. If you tortured yourself with it, you can do that actually in four ways now, which is fantastic. Oh, yeah, that's right. So you can leave a comment on our blog. Oh, uh, wordpress.com. 
skiffyandfanty.wordpress.com. Uh, yeah, yeah, that might help. Skiffyandfanty.wordpress.com. Uh, you can send us a tweet. Twitter.com slash skiffyandfanty. You can, of course, send us an email. Skiffyandfanty at gmail.com. Yep. Or you can actually go to the Googles. The Googles! Uh, Google we Plus. are Skiffy Fanty. Yeah, just look for Skiffy Fanty. should be easy enough to find. Uh, and just, like, look for the post. where the, When this goes up, look for the post and just leave us a comment. Let us know. Uh, and if you enjoyed the episode, please, please give us a review on the iTunes. Please. We would very much appreciate it. Yeah, we really need more reviews. Like, SF Signal's got, like, ten. And they suck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. No, I like the SF Signal podcast. No, I just, you know, we got a bunch of you guys, so please give us a review. So uh, we'll shut up now, and uh, new poll week. will go up on Tuesday, which is the day after this is released. So Yeah, and we'll see you next week with some news and discussion. No, it's a re- an interview, I thought. No, no, it's not. It's news and discussion next week. Oh, so whatever. Alrighty. Well, <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, so just real quick, we're going to be playing a promo for Adventures in Sci-Fi Publishing on our episodes. Towards the end, sometimes we'll put them a little earlier and stuff, they'll kind of bounce around. But anywho, I just wanted to let you know that uh, you should really check out Adventures in Sci-Fi Publishing. They do interviews, they do discussions and stuff, they're similar to our show, and they've been around a lot longer, obviously. And Sean Farrell is pretty much awesome. So, yeah, so here's the promo. Caution, you have entered the Podstruction Zone. Please secure all podcatchers. Caution. How's it coming, guys? This won't go any faster if you keep interrupting. Got it. Here's some steampunk, diesel punk, gothic punk. Goth punk? Gothic. Trust me on this. Hey, you're the one who invited him to the show, Sean. I've got epic fantasy, sword and sorcery, and all the news on ebooks. That's it. Check it out. Clock punk. Ooh, shiny. I have space opera, time travel, Stargate, and... Sean, is that He-Man? Shut up. Boys, I think we did it. A superior podcast. Publishing, writing, genre, best-selling authors, and the hot new writers of today. Editors and agents, contests? Uh, did we leave anything out? Adventuresinsci-fi-publishing.com. Subscribe today at Adventures in Sci-Fi Publishing, your podcast for science fiction and fantasy literature since 2006. <laughs> Sean? It's just so beautiful. Podstruction complete. Enjoy. Our new intro music is Time Flux by Revolution Void. You can check them out at freemusicarchive.org. You're just another weak human afraid to face death. I fart in your general direction. France, different planet. The boss will be with you. Always. End of line.